So, you've got Kapu on your hair, you've got urine and ash on your clothes, hey, I tell you what, you smell a mint a day. Depending on the vault, it's like, go on, shock us again, this is getting me really excited now. Come on, give me more! <laughs> and the decision of the court was asking them to leave. Hello and welcome to 4G Show, where the crazy meets reality. I am Ragnar, your host, and alongside me are my other co-hosts. It's me, Colin. Oi, oi, it's Crazy G. And it's me, Matt. Holy crap, we actually got that in sync with each other this time. We did, <laughs> for once. No blooper. I know, G didn't fuck up this time. I know, I'm so impressed. He... Uh, G, do you have your chart? That was the very first swear word of the season. What? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, I thought you, you meant me no. there. I was going to say, I didn't swear. Don't know what you mean. Guys, guys, comment for two seconds. Because it's a special day on here on 4G Show. Wait, is it? It, it is. is. Yes. yes. We've got, we're very first 4G Show birthday rags. <laughs> Happy birthday to Happy you. Birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, motherfucker. And if you give us five seconds, we'll play it. We'll play a nice little tune for you. Oh, yes. oh God. It's not the same one you do for Becker, is it? <laughs> no. That sounded very, very, very old music, you know what I mean? It did, didn't it? But I thought, you know what? I didn't want to make it too bouncy because it's the start of season three. We don't want everyone, like, too hyper before it. Well, no, what he meant was is he played an old birthday song for an old guy. But it's not just that as well. It kind of goes in hand in hand with today's topic. Oh, right. For the yeah. start, for the start of season three, we are kicking off with a medieval crazy remedies and tortures and crazy things that they would do. Let's not forget. Make you glad that you're born in the twenty first century. Ooh, <laughs> well, I, I was just reading the, uh, the 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 season, you know, title, and that's what it says: medieval yeah. crazy remedies. <laughs> Unless you want to extend the title, unless you want to extend the title to like tortures and all the other stuff on top of that. Well, listening to you lot makes it's pretty much torture as it is. <laughs> Thanks so much. Well, okay then, right? Since we're starting season three off, I mean, how do we feel about being back? Awesome. I'm buzzing. Yes, yeah, all right. Awesome. Pity that Jay's back late. We were meant to sack them. I don't think you got the memo. No. Unfo- unfortunately, I got lost on the post, you know. I mean, <laughs> Sorry, um, me not understanding. You know, me come back and do again. <laughs> I mean, well, it goes in hand in hand with today's topic anyway, you know what I mean? Pigeon mail. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. God. Matt, I told you you needed to send it at least a few weeks earlier. I did. I think my pigeon must have got shot or something on the way. <laughs> well, we've got the bright side. You'll get it by the time season three ends. So 
Yeah. Ho- hopefully. <laughs> well, at least you're going to be here for an entire season. You know what I mean? How yeah. do you feel about you being in a full season? Oh, awesome. Great. I'm, I've got some really juicy stuff to talk about. <laughs> oh, God. We're not going to get a word in. Nah, you're not. <laughs> no, Guess what? You're sacked. <laughs> you, you can't sack a sacker. Yeah, I can. No, yeah, you'd be shocked. <laughs> You're do you not do you not think that like this like scenario reminds of us of uh, that movie Monty Python and Search of the Holy Grail? Oh, that was so good that film. Where they've got well, at the beginning, you turn on and says, "For those that have been sacked, they have also been sacked by the guys that had actually sacked them previously." <laughs> <laughs> do you know for the start of the film that actually had me howling? I've never laughed so much at the start of a film before the film's even started. <laughs> it was brilliant. You know? Right. It was like you, we need people like that, but. So let's get let, this kicked let's, off. Let's get the ball rolling. Let's get the ball rolling since, like, you know, we're talking about like medieval remedies and stuff like that. Shall we kick it off with you, Matt? See what interesting stuff you managed to find, or do you still need some time? Well, mine's not really a medieval, you know, remedy. It's more of like in the started, I think, nineteen seventeen, really, like that kind of mm. era. Mm, so. Right. So it's not really medieval. Well, what 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 is it actually that you that you're talking about? It's just a shock therapy, really. It says here the convulsion, electroconvulsive shock therapy. Right. So when they used to use shock therapy to try and alter someone's brain. Yeah. Or brain thoughts. Yeah. Well, there's different ones though, really, because you've got like the chemical convulsion of schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Uh, insulin shock therapy, fever and mental disease. Well, to be fair, I mean, if you think of it for 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 what it is, although it may not be in the medieval times, it's something you would think is medieval. Oh, yeah, you know, definitely. it's definitely like a type of medieval torture because, um, I mean, this one's close to you, isn't it, Matt? Because it is something that would use on people who were were gay to try and teach them to be straight yep. type of situation that's quite a few you know This ha- but the, the funny thing is this only happened in Europe mm-hmm. that's where it started yeah so Europe started it and then it travelled from there but yeah. mm. did, did you see before Matt that it was actually successful well I, I don't know I, I don't know if it said it was successful but it, it, it's like you, you do, do you think it, it could though you know could, do you think electric shock could well, to be fair, I mean, depending on the person, um, it might work, but I think it's a very cruel way of doing it. And if you're talking about something like someone being gay, no, that's never going to work in that situation, is it? Well, I don't know. You know? I wouldn't really put it past it, to be honest. You know, well, I suppose it, it would make you want to sit there and say I'm straight because you'd be sick to death of being shocked. You know, yeah, but it's not just that. The part of it is like they would show you an image of a maybe a naked man, or if you're right. if you're a lesbian, you know, make it naked female, and if you would get aroused, they would shock you more. Right. So until so, you can prove that you you cannot get aroused over the same sex, then you would, you know, continuously I, I suppose, be shocked. I suppose, right? That would be kind of like a torture and a kink. <laughs> if you think about it well it depends the voltage right. of the electricity though I'd exactly it's like you show me yeah. a picture of a man and get nothing right but if you show me a picture of a woman and I'll get like a, like a twinge of me panties you know what I mean I'd be like right okay I've got something here there's shockers depending on the voltage like go on shockers again this is getting me really excited now <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Come on, give me more! <laughs> there, might, there might have been a fan of BDSM, you know? <laughs> I mean, well, if you think about it, right, medieval times and remedies and stuff like that, you would think that would be the start of BDSM. Yeah, I oh, mean, well, he has one for you, actually. Um, it goes along with what Matt's saying, it was a punishment. Um, and it was called, right, the pain of anguish. Ooh. Yeah. Kinky. Very horrible. It's torture here. Right. I wouldn't even say it's torture. Again, it's like more of a punishment. So for women who was seen as indulgent in a miscarriage or for liars or for in situations of people who were gay, right. this pear-shaped object would be inserted in the vagina for a woman, obviously. Ouch. In the anus for a gay person or the mouth of a liar. And it would have a little twisty end and you'd twist it and twist it and it would open up and open up and open up oh. until eventually it ripped open the person Ouch. it was in. Oh. Yeah. And that was a pure medieval technique for for punishment, basically, for, you know, just because someone had a miscarriage, they were seen as, as indulging in it, you know? Well, let's face it, back in, back in medieval times, Christ, you could... If a woman put her hair up in a bowl or something like that, you know, they'd be like, witch, witch, burn her at the stake, you know what I mean? It was, mm. it was really bad then, you know what I mean? It was really in, bad. In, in all fairness, if a woman sneezed the wrong way, that was it, they were accused of being a witch, oh, you know what I mean? definitely, definitely. I think it was... You know, it's like, it's just got a wart on her face. That's not a wart, that's a snot. She just sneezed two seconds ago. The thing is, if you think of it, it's a wonder, wonder humanity even lived through the medieval times because you couldn't look at someone the wrong way without being hung, you know? So... It's a it's a crazy crazy situation, and that that just shows like how warped in the mind. Well, let's let's face it. Back in medieval times, if you reached the age of nineteen, you were probably like considered a very old person. You know what I mean? Death rate was probably strong. Well, here's a little quick one for you then. Um, Mm -hmm. Dental care in the medieval times, they would use a walnut to rub on the teeth. This was in the fifteenth century. They then rinse the mouth with warm wine and salt. And then after that, they would chew on fennel or parsley to freshen the breath. Hmm. That's actually quite smart, isn't it? It is. Well, you know, doing my research on, like, medieval remedies and that, you really did, like, sit back, like, wow, like, you know, as dumb as what you were, you were also pretty clever and inventive at times, well... You see, I wouldn't say it's dumb because even just looking at tortures, because I looked at a few of the tortures and a few of the other things they've done, and whoever came up with these ideas was quite intelligent. They weren't dumb. They knew how to inflict the most pain for the longest period. Oh, well, you know? well did you ever hear the one with the cast iron bull? Oh, yes. Yes, I heard that. I'll let you tell it. Oh, it was. Just for people who have it. It was horrific. The guy actually made a. Uh, Correct us if I'm wrong about this, guys. I think it was a bronze cast iron bull or something like that. And the king wanted this bull made for him. This guy made it for him. He said, and the king looked at the, the guy who created it. He says, so how does it work? So the guys went, oh, well, what you do is you pull this pin out. Yeah, open the lid. There. He says, right. He says, and then you put the person inside. He says, right, could you jump in there for us and just demonstrate? He went, yep. Yeah. He says, and then you'll get inside. He was, yep, yeah. bang. Put the pin back in and lit a fire underneath and proceeded to horrifically, horrifically burn this guy to death inside. What they do is, is they had a funnel coming from the bull inside, from the bull's nose, looping round, and this would help the person to breathe because of all the the smoke and that off the rotten 
burning flesh. But as they breathed out, it would actually sound like a bull, like screaming. And they, they used to use this torture technique at medieval parties and do's for the uh, king and that. It's Oh, God. It's, yeah, pretty Statistic. horrific. Pretty horrific. Wasn't, horrific. That, wasn't that you in the times of um, the... Was it Helen and Troy? Probably. I'm sure, they, I'm sure, I'm sure they did that uh, um, like during that period of time as well. I'm forgetting the name of the city because it was practically in the like the center of the um, the the city. Was that it, over is that a fire the Tro- Is that the Trojan thing you're talking about? Yeah, the, tro- the Trojan. Yeah. This is a yeah. This is totally different. Um, what this was was a torture where the Trojan bull was basically a load of soldiers inside of a wooden. A statue built as a gift, and they took it in. Oh, yeah. Didn't think anything yeah. of it, and then they broke out during the night and seized. Oh yeah, the I, I know. That, I know that really, the, 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 really smart. I know the horse was uh, was how they got in the city and did that, but there was actually a bull in this. Uh, what you're describing in that city as well, uh, yeah. in a specific point of the city where it made it sound like that the bull was alive, but there was actually people burned alive inside. Yeah, but uh, well, that's the, the technique that was used with it. They put a person inside. So they must have continued it on over the years then. Said it. Yeah. I mean, that's a horrific way to go. You know what I mean? Like, you, oh yeah, it's it's not actually fire that's cooking you. It's the heat of the metal. So you can imagine your skin starting to stick and peel off in that. It's just oh god, and then you're screaming inside, and everybody. Could you imagine everyone that's out there all having it? You're melting in there, right? You get being cooked alive, and everybody else is. You can hear people just laughing and giggling and having a great time. It's like, it's like how horrific. But. Uh, Sticking with the medieval thing, <coughs> got one for you here. Heike. This was fascinating to learn about this, but in medieval times, it was considered beautiful for women to have high foreheads. Now, I know rags, your forehead never ends. You know what I mean? So, Yeah, because I've got a false grail retreat. <laughs> <laughs> if you check images online, actually, I never realised this. If you check images online with the portraits of medieval times, they did have very high foreheads. Um... Now, what they would do is they would achieve this by applying a homemade paste to the hair. Do you want to know what this paste was made of? Go on. It was made from vinegar and dried cat feces. Ew. Does it work, though? (laughs) Well, it did for them in the time, but... (laughs) Imagine essential. Just... Dude, the smell, the smell, man. Oh, I can imagine God. in them times, though, they're walking past them going, Oh, Victoria, what's that lovely aroma <laughs> in your hair? <laughs> Vinegar and cat shit, dear. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, I've just got a new kitten. Do you want to borrow some of its feces? <laughs> well, at least I know. It's fresh. At least, at it's least fresh. I know if I ever run out of gel, I've got plenty of vinegar and loads of catch it there. <laughs> right, I was just about to say, you can just picture it now, can't you? You know what I mean? Fucking everybody's picking on that fucking that uh, poor oh. granny down the street. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's got about like 80, 90 cats. Yeah. Just remember where your ma gets her hairspray and that from. <laughs> just remember, yeah, exactly. if that lady in your street has loads of cats and she's got a big forehead, you know exactly what she's up to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. Well, just don't take the mick because she'll start throwing shit. Laundry. Laundry <laughs> in the medieval times. To remove stains mm-hmm. from laundry, <laughs> they use a mixture of ashes and urine. And this is how they cleaned the clothes in medieval times. Eh? How, how, how does that work? Oh, so they would grind up the ash in a bowl 
right? And then they would apply urine, which obviously you've got a high abundance of it. Your body produces it all the time. They'd mix that together yeah. and then obviously they'd douse the clothes in it. And then I would imagine that they'd rinse it with water. And apparently this was how they used to wash clothes back in the medieval times. But wouldn't you just go to the local So river? you've got capo on your hair. You've got urine and ash on your clothes. Hey, I tell you what, you smell a mint a day. <laughs> could you imagine, the, could you imagine like a, a well-off woman back in that time, or even a man, right, walking past, smelling of cat feces and urine, they'd be like, oh, look at him in the jammy cell. He's so rich, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, but imagine, though. <laughs> I mean, if someone walked past you back in them days and you smelled a strong smell of piss, right, and you're sitting there and you're looking at them going, damn, that's some fine, fresh clothing. <laughs> You can just pick it a picture, can't you? You're walking past us, like, <sighs> oh, you, piss, uh, you stink. You're well looked after, aren't you? What's <laughs> the different it. brands? Was the bull brand? Was the <laughs> was the goat brand? Was the chicken brand? <laughs> human brand? It's the most expensive brand. Only the royals have the human brand. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Right, I understand all the animals you just said, except the chicken. The chickens don't actually piss. It's it's like a shit and piss at the same time. <laughs> Well, I know, but they might have used shit and piss at the same time. You know, that might have been the poorest, poor, poor brand, you know. They walk <laughs> around with white stains and it's like, uh, that that's the chicken piss, that. Well, for me, just learning about the women back in medieval times, I've I, I never knew. You know, all the school I've been through and they talk about medieval times and they never mentioned even such a simple fact as that, is that it was considered beautiful for them to have really big foreheads, like really recede that line back as far as you can, baby. Go on. Well, there's still some lasses do with this to uh, like to this day, you know what I mean? They just use a hairspray to fucking keep it back that long. <laughs> aye, aye. Well, the beauty is, at least I'm not, at least we don't have to smell cat crap. Oh, you, know. you um, never know. At least you never know. Someone who's listening to this show might decide it's a good idea to try it. If if you do, don't that, try it. it don't try it. <laughs> <laughs> but don't expect her to sit there and say good job. Right, right. Just, 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 hey, just hang on, hang on, hang on. And Colin, did you just encourage people to do that? Well, if it were, I, I would, would never. I would never. I'm just saying, if Wait. someone's daft enough to try it, take a picture. Let me know it works. Right. If that's if that's the case, then we need to put a disclaimer on this. Hey, hey, <laughs> do not use cat poo for your hair. <laughs> don't be nicking your neighbour's cats. <laughs> And don't put coffee seeds on your head. Unless you want to, unless you want to attract flies. I can just imagine the poor neighbour going bubbles, bubbles, putting them posters everywhere. You see me cat. Oh, Do you know? Sorry, I borrowed Not for only me. are we going to have <laughs> parents pulling the hair out because the kids are saying, "Where's the print beef button?" <laughs> but we're also going to have them now pulling the hair out because they say, "Why the fuck you got cat shit in your hair?" <laughs> Well, wow. the guy on uh, the podcast said that we could use it and make we look beautiful. Don't I look beautiful, ma'am? You so fucking <laughs> oh, you, you oh, look dude, beautiful, you, you just don't sort of smell it. <laughs> you can just imagine this small bed coming into the house and going with capo all over her hair and her hair's like greased back and going, Mammy, don't I look beautiful? <laughs> well, I've got one for you parents out there. However. If, you, if your children do decide to do it, I'm going to do this as an advertisement. Has your child put cat feces in their hair? Has your dog run rampant through your house? Come back to the medieval times where we will happily take your animal to court. <laughs> that is right. Animals in court in medieval times. So what do you have to say on the matter of bubbles? 
Believe it or not, guilty. I'll let, I'll let you take a guess. Who do you think was the worst offenders in the medieval times, animal-wise? Sheep. Cats. <laughs> Who? Cats. They were associated with the devil or something like that. Weren't no, they? they weren't. <laughs> well, no, no I, I think I'm thinking of Egyptian times. Matt, the world, what would you yeah. say? I don't know. Probably rats or something. Jake. Goats. Believe it or not, the worst offenders, the absolute worst offenders, was a pig. So your pigs were the worst offenders who were up in court nearly all the time. They even write, he has one for you, so he has an example of what they would be taken up in court for. They found a rooster guilty of unnatural laying of eggs. <laughs> oh yeah, roosters don't lay eggs. So, I'm you know, it was to... like... Hold on. How? How how can you how how can I no. just can I just clarify? Are you actually telling me that back in medieval times they used to take animals to court? They used to take animals to court. Believe it or not, they went to court about rats. So Matt, you were close, and the decision of the court was to write a strong worded letter to the rats asking them to leave. And the best one of them all is dolphins weren't even safe. They were taken into court. <laughs> By the time you get it there, the poor thing shriveled up and died. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine that poor rooster sitting there being accused of laying an egg, and it's like, how do you plead to lay an unnatural <laughs> egg? All, yeah, that's all you have. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. I could just imagine a dolphin trying to give its side of the story in court going like that and the judge going don't you laugh at me like that <laughs> right off no, his head do you know what the rooster's going to do it's going to be they'll say Guilty or not Guilty it's just going to lay an egg <laughs> well that, that, I don't get it though you know I mean why did they take the rooster for it like, like, it, it must have been unnatural to lay an egg because roosters don't lay eggs yeah, what did they male. say have they not mistakenly uh, seeing it as a rooster and it's been a chicken uh, and secondly if that's the most weirdest part of it Rags I'm I'm kind of confused well it's the, the simple the, fact right if, we get, if the rooster's found guilty you'll be just standing there shouting fuck off fuck off fuck off you know what I mean because that's what it sounds like they're saying that, <laughs> did I just tell one to fuck off uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> do you know what <laughs> so much for no swearing <laughs> It never said why pigs were the worst offenders and it never also didn't say you know why it's pigs why you, what happened to the to the to the to the uh, I could just imagine rooster. I could just imagine the farmer going out to his cow and going, I tell you now to see if you don't start producing more milk, I'm gonna take you to court. <laughs> no, you know why it's pigs is because Don't you talk to me like that? Probably these people, when they've had enough of their wives or their children, they feed it to the pigs because you know a pig will eat anything except the teeth. Yeah, it'll eat anything. Hey, yeah, but the only thing it'll not actually digest is your teeth. Yes. Hey, Matt. What? I've got a juicy one for you near the end of the show. Oh, great! Just for you. Well, I haven't even finished well, my one. You lot have just gone on and no, on. Yeah, on. Well, we'll come back to mine later. Yes, we'll come back to yours. <laughs> what what I will do is I'll get out the last punishment. Um, so if I said Catherine Wheel to you, would you assume that was a punishment? A what? Is that who's she? Catherine Wheel. Who's she? Catherine Wheel. Mm-hmm. Who's she? she must have been the witch of sounds guilty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, believe it or not, um, the Catherine Wheel, as well known as just a little firework that you 
nailed to the thing and spins off. Oh my god, they actually have a name. Oh, right, right, right. So, yeah. So, it actually came from Break and Wheel. And it oh. was a torture where you were strapped to a um, wagon wheel. Yeah. Your body limbs were put through the holes and your head and your legs and everything like that. And then they would turn the wheel constantly. Now, because your arms and everything can retract and bounce back, it would constantly do that to the point where eventually you would end up breaking all parts that were being hit. Oh. Because it wouldn't do it slow. That would lead to a very painful death. Oh. And eventually it got the name of Catherine Wheel. Now, I don't know why whether it was a woman that got put on for witch trials or whatever. No, witches um, were mostly drowned or, you know. Yeah. Well, eventually it got Catherine Wheel is the name. And I'm starting to wonder um, if if Catherine Wheel actually came from that, you know, the firework. Did, didn't they say that if the... They'd put a woman in a barrel, wouldn't they? And they'd say, if you sank, you were a witch. No, they would usually oh, no, hang no, you no. from if, a bridge. Have I, have I got that wrong? Right, you, you, you kind of got it wrong. Right, What they would do is they would weigh you against uh, like a stack of bricks or put you in a barrel. If you floated, you were considered a witch. If you uh, sunk, you were uh, considered human. Oh, right. So you would lose either way because you would be dead. Yeah. Do you know what it is? Well, you could, it. It, it, could you, you imagine, though, if you were put in the barrel, right? The barrel sunk down to the bottom, right? And, like, everybody's like, right, okay, the witch trial's over today and that. And then, like, about, like, a minute or two later, he comes, like, creeping back up. You know what I mean? That would be a very good argument to have in court at that day. It's like, well, you know, as you said, if I sunk, I was <laughs> yeah. human. You know what I mean? God. I get it. I, I get sunk it. and I came back up. Now I'm allowed to go. So fuck this, you. This is what I don't understand. The whole point of of finding you innocent is so you can live the rest of your life innocent. In the witch trials, it was a case of you had to die to prove your innocence. Yeah, I think well, in the, know, the times you just basically just had to die anyway. Everyone was a witch. Really. It was a class as um, like clearing your sins and you know if you were actually like found not guilty god would take you and save you and put you into another life or something along those lines yeah you know they, they, they had some weird practices and the weird uh, weird ways of going on but you know well he has a remedy for you in the medieval times or the middle ages um, for hemorrhoids oh god is this one is this what you're talking about for me no, 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 not that's one. Not that's one. Not, not this one. I'm, I'm, disturbed, I'm disturbed that you think. I, I, I'm disturbed that you would think that this one's for you. But if you want to, you can no. make it for yourself. It's all for you. But, uh, you'd be sent. Just don't try. You'd it. be sent to the monks who would pray for you to have better health. Right? It would then proceed to heat up an iron rod until it was glowing orange, and then basically Ooh. push it up your bum. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, I've even got that in commas. Ouch. <laughs> it was like, dude, that is like, ow. That would um, I didn't get all the information on it because there was a a monk who they named the hemorrhoid problem after. And they named it after him because it says, well, it's a curse if you get it. So that's why they would pray for you. If the metal rod didn't work, then they would suggest you go and sit on the, the rock what this monk sat on to get rid of his hemorrhoids. But... See, my my idea would have been for them to sit on the rock first, and then probably try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, ouch! Like, mm. how would you? 
How would you shite after that? You, you wouldn't. Know. You, you wouldn't. couldn't. You wouldn't be able to pass to it. Be, it'd be like, it'd be fair, like lava rocks. To be fair, I think uh, I would believe that a lot of people would have died from massive shock. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it should be in a well, hot rod up your ass. So, would have. I mean, considering back in them days, even the slightest nick could have killed you, you know. Well, so, yeah. Uh, did you say high in a rock up there, did you say? No, it was a rock. hot metal pole. No, the no rock, they were for, for hemorrhoids. Well, the, yeah. the monk who caught these hemorrhoids and miraculously got rid of them had sat on this particular rock, and they believed that this rock had helped them to get rid of them, which is why they would say, if, they, if this doesn't work, try sitting on the rock. I'd love to see you try sitting down after you've had a glowing red hot rod stuck up your backside. Mm-hmm. Right, so, because I got confused whether the whole... Did you start it off by saying it was rocks, or did you say it was a hot, uh, hot rod hot first? Rod. Hot rod first. If that right, didn't right, work, right, 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 right. then it was go and sit on the rock. But... That's not with some painful shit, though. Like, seriously, that's like hot rocks in the shower. <laughs> oh, I, oh, oh my God, rock. Matt. What? That, uh, that's some painful shit. <laughs> 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 of course it would be. Well, be blisters and boils and that. It wasn't shit supposed to be coming. I, I didn't mean it that way, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> eh, it it's actually quite interesting. Here's one for you, right? Uh, so we talked about like in like random stuff like torture and like all that shit, right? But yeah. did you actually know there's one here for evil spirits in the head? Ooh. So, like, if, if, like, if you were considered that you were possessed or you had some form of evil, like, spirit in your head, that, right? Apparently, trepping or trepanation was actually a form of, uh, a, what you call it? A form of cure. So, basically, mm-hmm. what they did is uh, the surgeons would use trepping. Um, this was where the surgeon would cut a hole into the skull to release the evil spirits trapped in the brain. The operation might also include cutting out uh, that part of the brain um, that had been infected with the evil spirit, as they said. Uh, incredibly, people uh, are known to have survived operations such as these, uh, as skulls had uh, had been found which to show bone growth. All which, right, yeah. uh, uh, we all know this now. Obviously, bone does actually regrow, but at a like a specific rate, you know. But that was actually weird, the fact that they'd actually cut holes. But it wasn't just used for actually getting um, and getting rid of evil spirits in your head. It was actually used for a form of epilepsy. It was also to help stop migraines. Wait, which one's this? Uh, trepanation. Yes, actually, I remember uh, hearing something about that. Because there were some skulls that were found with little hole marks in the head. Where there would be like a, a hole in the temple and the uh, like mm-hmm. in, in uh, this is like when I was on about both sides of the temples. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that that's yeah. actually you're on about shock therapy before, not actual. No, no that I was. Uh, I'm really shocked about the same uh, thing you're going on about. I was trying to find out the name of it, but you uh, trepanation. It. It's called. Yeah, I'm really or uh, also trap uh, trapping. T r e p a w n i n g. I'm yeah, amazed, actually, Rags, because that's some that's some wicked information that they even hear that someone has actually not only survived having a part of the skull removed, but having a part of the brain removed back in that time, mm-hmm. you know? That's... Well, yeah. I might be wrong here, but I do believe that one of the, um, oh, what was it? One of, one of, one of the civilizations done it as a, um, was it the Aztecs? a type of thing. I can't remember, but they used used to use a rock and smash a bit of the skull out. Oh, wow! 
as a as a representation to the higher beings type of situation. <laughs> um, I might be wrong on my information. It might be slightly off because I don't have it in front of us. Where? But I do recall watching something where it was talking about that. I guess that's why um, they call people head rockers these days. Yeah. Takes it to the next level, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it does, yeah. Right on a rock. So, Matt, let's finish off what you were talking about before we rudely cut off anyway. So, the thing I've, I've just found something on here. A guy actually wrote a book of his uh, experience with it because he went through it. Mm. It's called Aversion Therapy. Right. So, it was just about trying to get the, the gay out of him. So it would be get if they should obviously I said to her earlier that they would show him a picture of a man, he would get aroused. They also tried to have an exorc like exorcism on him from the church to see that if it was uh if he was possessed or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, um the only thing that it cast out was his faith on like, you know, the church. But well, it's yeah, still le- sure. it's still legal, you know? I'm sure there's actually um like movies about this sort of uh, treatment you know i mean it, it obviously not like medieval style version of it but like obviously up to date kind of like the the 1980s or the 60s or the 50s or whenever it was well apparently it where, still happens like, uh, to this day it was uh, there's a couple of movies where there's a lass uh she turned out to be lesbian and she got sent to a catholic school or uh, wherever like an old girl catholic school and she was treated like shit because she liked women you know, and then there was another one. I'm forgetting the name of the freaking movie. Um, but basically, a family sent their son to uh like a church uh camp sort of thing, and they tried to get the gay out of him and all that, and he he, he refused to bend to it. Do you know? I mean, if you think of it, it is disgusting. Yeah, um, awful. People had to go through awful. Apparently, it's still it's still legal in a lot of states, and uh, in the UK, apparently, it's still legal as well. Um, what to actually? Sh- well, I've looked up a lot of it. It does say that aversion therapy is still legal. Well, to be fair, I think what we'll do one day is we'll have an episode dedicated to stupid laws which are still in place today because I know there's loads of them. Aye, um, do you know what? I've seen a few crazy laws in like different countries and that. Yeah, <clears throat> that's still in place. There's even stuff in the UK which is still legal today, although wouldn't be enforced if you know what I mean well, this... um, so I think we'll do that um, but the fact that someone had to go through that punishment just because they like the opposite uh, the same sex sorry. well there's a one here about a 17 year old girl from a pray away the gay camp in East Texas where she was allegedly sent by her parents against her will mm-hmm. it was a GoFundMe in June actually it says here a GoFundMe page wow. to save Sarah she's called and you... Well, save, her from, what it is. save her from what? Because she she lo- loves the same she, sex. It's just yeah. wrong. It's wrong in my eyes. Uh, they know, raised nothing wrong. Yeah, uh, well, they raised sixty four thousand dollars. Her parents told the Austin American statesman that this was a misrepresentation well, of why she, of why she was sent there. If they raise money like that, I think I'll uh, tell a few pokies. But the thing is, I mean, you think people would have more sense to want to raise money to prevent someone from being gay, you know? Why raise money for being gay when you can be raising money towards stuff like cancer? Yeah. Well, she she wrote a message of when you're a kid, 
and you're growing up and you can't tell anybody what's going on and what you're dealing with and you get all these messages that you're an abomination it's evil it really does take a toll on you and there was there was a boot camp type weekend at retreat about an hour from dallas where participants underwent intense physical activity then they really tried to break you down emotionally but the thing is that that is let's be fair an element of torture yeah you know because i don't think it would ever work you know i think yes you mentally would be drained of it to the point where you might think i'm wrong but i don't think it would ever change your attraction you know i think you'd always still be attracted to the other sex the, the same sex um so it's a torture yeah it's another one about a u.s navy veteran um the person in the group actually said to him that they believe that he's been molested and he's suppressing it but he had told them that he's never been molested um, and it turned into apparently it just got worse and worse and worse yeah that's horrible right it's absolutely horrible but that was well, a camp in Dallas Texas you know check just... this out back in the 1800s there was a German surgeon by the name of Johann Diffenbach and he believed that he had a cure for stuttering. And this involved making a horizontal incision at the root of the tongue and removing that incision, which was a triangular segment. And he believed that would cure stuttering. Now, obviously the practice didn't work because most people bled to death. I mean, when, when they say they were taking a segment now, uh, the information that I've got and my belief is, is that they were actually removing nearly half the tongue just to try and cure stuttering. Now, whilst that practice has been stopped for stuttering, they still keep that medical technique to help patients with tongue cancer. Like, you know, when they're removing cancer out of the tongue, they still keep that to this day. And that was back in the 1800s. So whilst it's, whilst this technique was pretty horrific and it was for the wrong medical reasons, it just goes to show that even back then there's techniques that they've used that still to this day in medical science are used to help in different ways god well, that sounded dead clever there didn't I? this person yeah. said they wanted to kill uh, end their life <laughs> um, and it felt like they were opening a Christmas present to have that thought of dying oh um, I'm sorry I, gun... I wasn't laughing before at that so I was laughing no I'm sorry so... it's, um, he wanted to get a load of gun from his friend's closet but then he uh, had a spiritual realization that nothing about him needed to change. Never. I know. Um, like, if, if we're talking about the topic of like uh, sexuality and stuff like that, with like sh- therapy and all that crap, um, I know that apparently in certain uh, specific points of medieval times, some people thought that if you actually slept with the same person, you know, like a man with man, woman with woman, it was actually considered a. a, a, a a path to divinity yeah so it's like some so it's it's interesting like in some places like i mean america and they were big on uh like they're heavily on uh christian christians aren't they you know what i mean so like if you did something that didn't appease to a, like, a christian believer and stuff like that they would actually like send you to see a priest and then you would get exercised or whatever it is that you did but so they didn't believe in that sort of thing because it was classed as is it uh what is the sin called what sin 
of like obviously you're sleeping with a, another person lust. being being gay. Sin no, it, it's not a sin of lust. It's not. It's there's a specific word. Oh, I don't know. Um, I just... It's not. It's not bigotry, is it? Might be. It isn't. Doesn't bigotry fall into uh, multiple marriages? But I can't remember. It's not being unlawful. It. it... I don't know. Wait, it is I'll obst- find the topic another another day. Bigotry, right bigotry means is obst- obstinate or unreasonable attachment to, to a belief, opinion, or faction. In particular, prejudice against a person or people on the basis of their membership of a particular group. That's what bigotry means. Well, right, well back to medieval stuff, right? Because... That was confusing. The fact that a like, majority of that were just we well, not a majority, but like, <laughs> the last like, ten minutes, ten minutes or so, it's just been about like obviously like. Well, look at you. Look at all this stuff that we've mentioned so far about like medieval tortures and all that, and hey, hey with Kakpo and all that, and nineteen you twenties. Know, <laughs> yeah. Check this out. In the nineteen twenties, they would if if your child had a cough or a sore throat, they prescribe them heroin, heroin. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, heroin back then was seen as a safe thing, wasn't it? True. Do you know that they, they would prescribe them heroin, and obviously it had a very, it was very addictive, and it wasn't until 19, 1924 that the FDA actually says, Do you know what it is, we need to ban this, we need to stop it, we've got kids coming in, and I just need another, I've got another sore throat, just give us about 16 year bottles, please. But. <laughs> Heroin, you know what I mean? Can you imagine that back in the day going to the doctor? Oh, I've got a bit of a sore throat. I've got just the thing for you. Yeah, now it's look gonna, at it. Hey, you think your sore throat's bad? This is gonna, <laughs> this is gonna ruin your life. This. <laughs> but at what point was uh, was uh, d- drugs discovered in the uh, the medieval period? I mean, looking at it, it I, well, I could be wrong, but the medieval period was somewhere between the. 1400s and the 1500s well I, I don't believe. know but my partner made a good point today when I was discussing all this with her and she very intelligent and she was like actually when did you know about I think it was either moss or mould that you said has the active ingredient penicillin in it it does yes it's, uh, it's mould is it mould is it well, well yeah. I know she she would have said mould uh, but I got mixed up with myself and she was going no it's mould it's mould but a uh, yeah, she told us about that, and I was like, "Now I did see on my research that there was, I forgot the guy's name who discovered it, but it was back in medieval times." So to answer your question there, the what under the money, like with certain things for yeah, but it's not like any of us are going to go up a bit of mold and like you know start the, sucking on it. Really, yeah. Like, yeah don't the thing is, <laughs> what what confuses me is who actually was the very first person to taste these things to realise you get a high off it. True. Well, I wouldn't say you get a high off it. It's just it had the active ingredient penicillin, well, in, which was well, a... no. I mean, obviously, the likes of the drugs that's in the world, rags was hitting on a good thing. Who was the actual person who went out and figured out these things could do this? You know. Well, that um, that means that it would actually tie back to earlier than the medieval st- uh, stages. I mean, like like prehistoric stages, like again the Jurassic period, the uh, the other periods and stuff like that, because caveman or Neanderthals would have actually went through all of that themselves, wouldn't they? And obviously it must have just been generation after generation after generation that they picked up on what, you know what I mean? So it could could have been that, or it could just been some guy randomly got high one day and decided, right, this this works, this has got rid of all of my pain, let's suck on this even more. (laughs) Yeah, but then they did like the medicinal plants, you know, um, 
Yeah. That was in I suppose, yeah. the Paleolithic age. That was so 60,000 years ago. Well, you wonder who discovers this. I mean, hi, I'm going to go back to it again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Vinegar and cat poop. You never know. You never know. It could be the, the next best thing to an antibiotic. Yeah. Do you not think, though, that medication could have came from not just, like, obviously our uh, human existence, right, but from animal existence themselves? Because, interestingly... There's a, um, a an animal, I think it's a, I can't remember if it's a jaguar or uh, some other cat, right? Or like one of the big cats. If they're ill or if they have any f- form of pain, they will find a specific bug and eat half of it and it will actually knock them out to help them recover and to get rid of the pain that they're going through. Then that. if they feel it again, they will actually eat the other half to, to help them recover again because there's something within that uh, that bug that they've ate there's a toxin in it that like uh, puts them in like almost in like a, a like hypnotic slash pa- uh, parale- uh, paralytic state well it's to be fair it's like dogs isn't it how they'll eat grass to make themselves vomit yeah but that's yeah, evolution that's though isn't it? that's part yeah. of evolution it's still I but if you look at it it's still medicinal in a sense they're still treating an upset stomach yeah yeah but it's taught over generations you know um I suppose you know dogs learn from the mom and everything like that and same as we learn from our, our parents and we learn what to do and what not to do yeah um, so like historical side of things you know like the medieval period right at the during that a specific point going from scholars to like a medicine like medicine man and then going from that to like actual doctors and nurses that period of time obviously everything would have been wrote down and like obviously passed on over generations it's also the same where like people like south africans or uh like all the people that live out in the wild you know like Africa, yeah. South Africans, you know, the the Somali, Somalians and all that sort of stuff. Them sort of tribes and stuff like that. They still live to this day in like that sort of period. Yeah. They don't. They don't actually have us go over and give them stuff. They still hunt and they still live off the lands to this day. So it's like you say, it's just generations of generations passed on. Yeah. You know, but it's like, where did it come from? You know, where did we get the idea that penicillin was good for us, or where did we get the idea that mold was good for us to a point? Was it because we watched an animal do it, or was it just because some random guy ate something and well, said, "Oh, I'm actually no, all right"? What trial? What had happened? Right? Basically, uh, the mold situation was an accident. Um, he had left the food out, gained mold, and he realised. I, I, I don't know the exact science around it, but he realised it. It was doing something to a certain bacteria or something like that, and then obviously that moved on to eventually creating antibiotics. Um, so the mold situation was generally just a big accident that happened at the time, um, but a good use was found out from that accident. Um, now we've got a few minutes left, so I've got another one, and then Jay's got a special one just for Matt. Great. Yes, right. So <laughs> If it's cannibalism, I'm a puncher. <laughs> <laughs> so what it is is there was a we've all heard of, heard of them just as. Yep. The the fools and the buffoons of the medieval times and Are you directing this at me? Yep. Yes, I'm <laughs> directing you because you 
you would make a great jester. <laughs> so, just without the jokes. The clowns, the, basically, they were, they're the clowns of that period. Of the court. Well, yes, the thing, they weren't so much just fools. They were actually very highly regarded. People would love to get the job back in them days because they were able to insult the king and they were held in that high of a regard. They would rarely ever get killed for it. Wow. Anyone else could say the same as them and they would be beheaded in a heartbeat. Um, they didn't get paid. Rude. Much. No. But they had every single thing given to them. So food, bed, home, everything they needed, they were given. I'd want and money. It was just... It was just the fact that they were so close to power, people loved it. You know, they were next to the lords, they were next to the king, anyone you knew. Um, I think that's probably why they um during that period, because they were classed as carnivals back then, weren't they? And like, obviously, yeah, it's but, like our up to, the, the, our like old age versions of like our like fairs. Well, the thing is, they would do them, but they would also be very um, helpful to the king. They were like the king's right hand man at times. They would pass messages on and, and they would do this and do that. And they'd go to the battlefield to pass messages, you know. So they were like, they were, they were carry on, they would make you laugh, but they were very helpful to the king. Um, there was two popular um, type of jesters. There was the, the natural fool. So that would be people with hunchbacks, dwarfs. Things like that. So basically, just people that you could just laugh, look and laugh at. Yep. And then there were the other fools, which were the um, the educated ones. You know, they were the ones that were that wanted the job, and specifically came it. Um, but one of the things that surprised me with them was they were actually relied on to give bad news. Well, yeah, that's because they'd make it funny in it if they could. Like, <laughs> well, okay. yeah, exactly. I'm just picturing well, it now, say like, dancing around somersaults, freaking flames and swords and all that shit. Say, like, congratulations, your wife's just died. <laughs> <laughs> well, for you, Rags, just for you. Um, so basically, the all the lords and that would be like, you're going to tell the king this. Now, back in the time, King Philip, I can't remember which which one, but King Philip in France was given bad news from his jester that the French fleet had been destroyed by the British. And the way he'd done it was quite smart. Because he came in and he was going to the king, the coward English, the dusted English, the faint-hearted English. Well, the king asked him, he says, why do you abuse them? You know, and which he replied, as they would not jump out, jump out at sea, as our brave Frenchmen did. And what a way to give bad news. Yeah. Because back then that would have been so funny. I prefer the way Rags said it. I have got to say I like Rags as well. Like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but comedy back then was totally different. Yeah, because it was like it was old English kind of uh, like a spoof. Like the thing is, he probably did go in juggling knives and everything like that, singing <laughs> and dancing and singing that the French have fell out. You know, I'm not going to be standing here juggling and dancing. I can't even friggin' walk half the time. True. So, <laughs> what? Do you remember my? Do you remember my saying, uh, Colin? 
Yara <laughs> come to wreck the deer, flabby flumpers on her way. Yeah. You can just imagine the jester doing this now, saying, Yara come to wreck your deer, pass me the poo- poop and cat uh, stuff. <laughs> your dra- you have got a bad day, the French have taken over. <laughs> but th- this is the thing, that they would be the, the bearer of bad news, you know? They would bring the bad news because they had no fear of of basically being killed off the king. Although there was one, and I can't remember remember his name there was one who um did get on the wrong side of the king and um from from what i've read the king turned around and asked him because he held him at such re- high regard how would you like to die and the jester replied <laughs> with old age <laughs> so the king actually found it that funny that instead of killing him he banished him into the wilds so he would die whatever age he died out there yeah so just as we're actually given this like leeway ah uh, wow you know yeah i definitely christ i'm glad i'm a clown these it, days it, it if also, anyone comes up to you and says how would you like to die just say old age <clears throat> it also yeah. it also reminds us of that uh that other movie of the monty python series the life of brian where they're going in they're getting sentenced and says here what will it be today death or cake Oh, I love kick. All right then, off you go. <laughs> yeah, and it probably comes a lot long from that because, like I say, he was given it. The the one thing I did find interesting with jesters because back in the medieval times, they were very man focused. Hmm. Is jesters were even between male and female, um, and there was one which was actually I, I wish I could pronounce her name, but I can't, um, and I wouldn't even attempt it because I'd butcher it. Uh, it's but she was actually one of the best jesters going and um, one of the things she'd done was she used to hang around the table with all the high people and this high queen that had came and visited this kingdom was sitting at a dinner table and she turned around and she says to the king that she didn't enjoy having to eat food next to a fool and this this woman turned around and replied to her that she didn't mind at all <laughs> so it was like purely insulting this queen calling this queen a fool and she got away with it the whole table apparently burst out laughing from the story you know oh the punch her and well yeah and this is the thing to think back then ruthless kings that would kill you just for the word being out at witch would allow these people to jump around with silly hats and call them everything under the sun I'm like witch would they have been considered as uh brilliant assassins then if that's the case wouldn't I it? was thinking if that they, you if, know if they, if they were the, the, the hand of like uh, the king at the time and that and the backwards and forwards giving messages and stuff like that maybe the king sent out sent them out on like assassinations on people that they didn't like and stuff maybe. yeah but even you on the I mean? king himself you know they could assassinate their own yeah, king if they yeah, had yeah, enough that is so true close. yeah because of but how the close they can get eventually obviously just as started moving out into theatre yeah. And theatre started coming about. Circus. That's how theatre has come about in the end. Um, and then they started getting paid for the work they've done. Um, so, yeah. I mean, so what that... what more would you really want if you were highly regarded as like uh, just being a, a natural fool? You know what I mean? Whether you were a mm-hmm. dwarf or hunchback or well, look natural. Look at you, he, he you know this. Put you it know, this but... way. If we ever get time travel in the works, I know which century I'm going back to. I'll be regarded <laughs> as a god. 
you stupid idiot. I know it's great. Everyone thinks I'm amazing. So, Jay, you've got one more fact. Well, I have another three, but I'm going to hit these two. Right. In ancient Rome, they would weigh into like, bottles or whatever, and then they'd leave it until it turned into ammonia, and they would use this. Because they believed it to be a good cleaning product, they would use this to whiten the teeth. And this, this actually, this actually, there was, I, I don't know the guy's name, I can't remember, it came in the same predicament as you, I couldn't probably pronounce it, but one man went as far as to actually go from human urine to use an animal urine as well. Um, and like I say, this was to, this was to actually whiten the teeth. Oh my so, god. All them years of dental flossing and brushing hair, that just drink you know I mean? Well, I know I've got an endless supply of mouthwash. <laughs> I was just about to say the doctor say, "Oh, I've got a toothache. Yeah, drink this. It's your new mouthwash. Well, a couple of mouth, uh, mouthfuls of that a day, and you'll be perfectly fine. Your shiny smile will be gleaming down the sunlight." It's <laughs> like, for fuck's sake, seriously, doctor? Can I not just fucking rip them out? He's like, "No, nope, you now. must try this product because I'm not getting paid if I don't sell you this bottle." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but um, quick drum roll. Guess what, Matt? It's cannibalism game! So the corpse medicine was a common practice for hundreds of years. In Rome, they believed that the blood of fallen gladiators could actually cure epilepsy. And Why? in the 12th century, they would use ground-up mummy body parts to consume for different ailments and that. And that's weird yeah but not for you it's not <laughs> it, I just said it's weird <laughs> in the 17th century King Charles II was known for enjoying a drink of King's Drop or King's Drops if I've pronounced it right which was basically ground up human skull with alcohol uh, oh. well, very, do you know what, it, what alcohol was he drinking it probably would have been like an ale or a mead or something like no, that no it must be know? fucking like you could just imagine him with vodka. a human skull and fosters like skull <laughs> fosters <laughs> well, <of course>. well <laughs> we have just learned, would, we've just learned a lesson here right drinking the skulls right ground up and stuff like that at least he's getting his calcium right but what if he's also getting heads what if what if it wasn't grounded up enough would that skull from that body be classed as assassination because he choked on it? Well, something that Rags touched on earlier with demonic possession and that, they would actually sometimes tell you to have a skull next to your bed and lick it seven times a night and keep it next to you. And this would expel, <laughs> like, demonic spirits. But it was thought that cannibalism, it had its magical properties basically ingesting human body parts you are ingesting a bit of their soul which would increase vitality and good health oh my god i'm gonna start now who's next uh, well you, you know what i'm <laughs> <laughs> you mean keep skinny one. people matt you might become skinny but yeah it, you know when i did my research on it i was like <laughs> oh my god matt you've you've really missed the uh, century what you should have been in like buddy bathing in I... blood and eating body parts it's right up your alley I've just pictured Matt's perfect job. Right? Oh. He's gonna be he's gonna be a jester working in a morgue, right? And replacing <laughs> all the skulls with balloons. 
Why balloons? Well, did but you at least, uh, wait, balloons kind of have like the right, uh, right shape and size for a skull, don't they? So you oh know. Oh my god! Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll quickly sque- squeeze the last one in, which was I think you might have heard this bloodletting, and it began with yes. ancient Sumerians and Egyptians. It was believed if you were unwell, that draining blood would make you better. This treatment was alongside, common... alongside leeches and stuff. Well, this treatment was common practice until the 19th century, and sometimes they would use leeches. They believed that the human body was filled with four basic substances from the chart of humerus, which was yellow bile, black bile, phlegm, and blood. And that all these needed to be balanced with each other perfectly to maintain good health. So what they would do is, is they'd make an incision in you and drain you some blood and be like, well, we're just recreate, we're just re organizing the balance of them four common factors that's in your body. So there's some there, That's there's some crazy stuff like but you know they weren't uh, they weren't uh, something like I I need to go back to the dark ages me I'd fit right in with them I'm still not a, <laughs> I'm not a cannibal not yet yeah, <laughs> yeah not yet is. and not yet. Uh, I don't know about you G but there certainly weren't on anything with cat shit because I've, <laughs> I've smelled <laughs> that stuff and it's my god it <laughs> well, do you know what it is I can say just listening to this episode I'm glad I'm in the 21st century oh yes definitely I'm not made, do you know what it is it, doing the research made us sit back and think oh god you know like you really want to be blessed that were, <laughs> that were, I didn't do it I didn't drop it I nearly did <laughs> Nearly dropped it. I have had a, I have had a vision for G. I predict that G. Hold on, where's my mushroom gone? I need to lick that to continue with this. <laughs> Cat piss is going to be the answer for the future with poop. <laughs> well, did you not hear? I about- believe it's going to be. Hold on, where's that mushroom gone again? Fuck. <laughs> I need to lick it again. I predict that it's going to be a new shampoo. Ew. I need to stop these mushrooms. I really do. <laughs> Instead of head and shoulders, it'll be head and catch it. <laughs> <laughs> everybody hide your vinegars, <laughs> and everybody that's got cats, throw them out the door now. Buy your head and shoulders cat poo today, and we'll give you a free set of fur balls. <laughs> a free set. Of it's going to be called. The brand is going to be called Head and Meowlders. <laughs> Get rid of your dandruff and gain flies. Uh, <laughs> but for copyright purposes, it is excellent for getting rid of fleas. No, it's going to be called the perfect hair. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? I've just, I've just guessed, right? Just, just come up with a great idea. We're going to have a nice plastic bottle, bottle with that name on. Bottle. <laughs> Bubble merch. What? What the perfect hair? Perfect hair. Colin, do you know what it is? Go back to that. Where is it? Where is it? Uh, the key off a stuttering. I think they need to make an incision in your tongue because it's backwards at the moment. Like, do, do you know what it is? It 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 started last last time we recorded. Yeah, on the, it did. The back, and now it, it's just not nicked off. You know, it's still yeah. But Colin, I will get there. Oh. Colin, yes, rugs. Is your yes. bread is your bread working today? <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's not. It's half a loaf, not the full loaf. <laughs> Just quickly, did you know that that actually in medieval times used to there used to be a technique called half a mouse that would actually cut the mouse in half. You know, like if you had like a lump or a boil or a spot or something in your face, they'd cut a mouse or a rat in half and tell you to put that half onto your face. But oh, what nice. they didn't realise was is that it wasn't curing it, and if anything, they were carrying fleas, which were carrying the bubonic plague. Happy days. 
Right. Bum bum. And as you say, the circle of life is a cruel bitch. Right. Yep. <laughs> and it all comes so to fight. And, and, and nearly, do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? Being with you three, right? I've just nearly dropped an F bomb before there. Like, uh, it's not happening. It is not happening. It will. Right? This is this only the first day. episode. You wait. It's going to we'll, happen. We'll have you eating cinnamon by the end of this. <laughs> you reckon? After the performance for, for I've those, just seen. For those that I don't understand what's going on, go back to the uh, the, the bloopers episode on season two. You will find out what the challenge is. And, what, and, yeah. and I'm winning at the moment. I'm winning and at me, the moment. Me and Matt's even at the moment. Why are we even? <laughs> oh, I mean, you swore something rotten today. Rags swore more than both of us put together. Actually, Rags, I'm going to count them when I'm going through it and edit it. I nearly slipped That's up fine. before. I nearly slipped up, but I didn't. I'm, I'm sure Jay slipped up at the beginning of the episode. I didn't. I think he did. I didn't. I think he did. Why else would Colin turn on and say, ah, you've lost the challenge? <laughs> no, he was talking to one of you. He was talking to me. Yeah, it was me because I was the first one that swore. Yep. The first oh. words out of his mouth. Enjoy your cinnamon, Oops. lads. I'm still we're not now doing it. over. <laughs> we're now over it. Um, we're back in the 21st century. We're no longer playing with cat poo and dead mice. <laughs> with and the perfect hair. Yeah, the perfect hair. Oh, Watch out for the perfect shampoo coming soon on the 4 yeah. Show website. Right, next we'll be calling it Whiskers. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we've learned quite a lot today. Yeah, it's been really fun. It's been some really interesting facts. Yeah, it's been all right. And so, Rags? Rags, what do you think about today's episode? You know, you brought win. You can take it out. Come on, birthday boy. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's been quite an interesting topic. We've got some good stuff and we've got some like weird stuff. And Mm. well, there's just it makes you question a lot lot of things. But that's what 4G is all about. Yeah, that's what 4G show is all about. Yeah, you know. So I think. What everybody should do is tune into the next episode. Thank you for joining us. Stay safe, and we will see you here next time on 4G Show. Bye, 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 bye. 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 bye.